What up, party people? It's Tud. Welcome to Drink Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together, except for when one of them doesn't show up. My name's Tud. And I'm Obert, uh, Drinking Alone with Friend edition this week. That is true. This is Drinking Alone with Friend, a podcast where one friend drinks alone with another friend. Yeah, two friends drink alone together, you could say. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, no Chris this week. Couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, he, uh, he said to say hi. We told him, you said hi back, of course. Yes, correct. So don't they worry, listeners. Many, they wrote many, many mails. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you ever do that? Do you ever tell people, do you ever tell people say hi to somebody else on the phone? Yeah. Or when people say, oh, like Veronica said hi. And you're like, what am I going to do with that information? Well, what am I supposed to do now? Right. Like, you know, tell Veronica next time you see her, thank you for saying hi to me. Correct. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's very strange. You're like, like but, you thanks. Know, it's typical Veronica for you. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? What do you like? Like, do I need to call Veronica now and have like a like a whole conversation, or is she good? Does she know that I also say hi back? Well, if she wanted to, you'd be like, "Hey, Veronica told me she hasn't heard from you in a while. She wants you to call her." That is like, true. Well, Veronica can text me. You know, phones yeah. work two ways. Texting is a two way street, and you know what we should do from now on is instead instead of saying tell somebody I said hi, we should say, "Oh, I will text them and say hello." That way you get the hello out of the way, even though they're not there. Say, hey, you know, hello, Tud, wish you were here thinking of you, XOXO. And then, mm-hmm. then I can respond back and say, who is this? <laughs> right. Sorry. I, new phone. <laughs> who dis? <laughs> oh, but, uh, but yeah, th- that's, that's how that should go. I'm, I, we should start championing this. Uh, no more XYZ says hello. Don't tell anybody they say, they say hi. Just Correct. text them. Correct. You're no longer yeah. in, in the 21st century. You know, we're no you can longer, say hi for yourselves. Right. Yeah. We no longer have to say hi through proxy. We have the, we have the technology. Yeah. It's a bold it's a bold statement. But 2022 going forward, we're not doing that anymore. Well, we have to get ready for the 22nd century. Yes. It's 78 years away. Yes. But, but soon to be 77. So. But you know, what better time than now? Because then by then, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We can say, you out. know what? We've moved in the 22nd century. Maybe there's a new way of saying hi then. Maybe we virtually tap somebody on the back to say hello from then. Who knows? I have discovered a flaw in this. How are our listeners supposed to say hi back? You know, how is Chris supposed to say hi to all of our listeners individually? If well, he's not a, here to do it. This is know. an audio medium. So the idea that Chris would say hello makes sense. But they don't have to say hi back. We just know. We know. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Now, now if they want to say hi back to Chris. In the car or wherever they're sitting and listening to this, like their office, they want to just randomly yell out, hi, Chris, then we know. Yeah, we won't stop you. Uh, Email us, dwfpodcast at gmail.com, subject, hi, Chris. Then just hit send. You don't have to put a body in there. That's fine. See, that's a way of saying hello. We have the technology. You know how to Uh do it. You know how to contact Uh us. (laughs) There we go. We're not saying hi to Chris for you. We take it back. Correct. So how you been, Todd? We took last week off. Um, I'm doing good. Um, you know, had a good week off. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was great. How about you? How was how was your week off? Or it was you know good. On, on another thought, how was your day going? Because obviously, as we discussed in the last episode, today is your birthday. Today is my birthday. Um, it's pretty Despite good. Despite what Facebook tells you, this does Facebook. Um, today is my birthday. Um, it's good. Um, 34 now, so that's a thing. Definitely over a third of the way to a hundred. Maybe we should have celebrated that back, you know, 
like last yesterday. December <laughs> when I was like hit the 33.33 repeating mark. Should have celebrated my third of the way to 100. Um, just not, a, so not an easy fraction. You know, it's infinite, whatever. Uh, makes it hard to figure out. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to another trip around the sun, baby. I was out there this morning taking uh, the dogs for a walk. On the sun? Uh, not on the sun. On the earth, looking okay. at the sun. And it was like... You know, today is a great day to be alive. Happy to be here for another year. I'm here for it. Did it look any different than yesterday? No. No. It was, well, it was bright. It was, I went out this morning. You know, it's getting light later here, Northern Hemisphere. All of our, shout out to all of our Northern Hemisphere listeners. But, um, so it was a little lower in the sky. Shadows were a little longer. But it was, it was a good day to be out there walking I the think dogs. they call that cataracts. Cataracts in my eyes. Uh, yes. Not that old yet. It's getting there. Getting there. But yeah, it's been it's been a good birthday. And of course, I said, you know, there's nothing I would like to do more on my birthday. Celebrate it with my two best friends on a podcast, to which Chris replied, um, sorry, I can't make it. New number so, who dis. Yeah. Uh, I was mildly insulted, but, uh, you know, I forgave him because that's what best friends do. And um, we're here. Should we tell those listeners... Where we, what we were doing last week? Well, we were obviously celebrating fall. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, the first day of fall was the 22nd. So yeah, we had to celebrate the fall by, you know, doing, by going, by leaf peeping. Peeping those leaves. How's it looking in Connecticut? Can we get a leaf peep report? There's, I don't see any leaves changing color yet. Maybe some. But Still like, all green. Yeah. Well, that's going to, I mean, I feel like it just kind of happens one day, like, like, Going into the spring, all of a sudden I looked outside one day and our entire tree in our front yard was red because it was starting to bloom. So I feel like one day I'm just going to look out this window that I sit right next to and it's just going to just, just gonna be leaves. But so far, no leaves. But our listeners, by the time they're hearing this, might already be on the ground. Well, right. We they should be emailing us a leaf report, leaf peeping report. Every day, somebody should email in and say, no colored leaves yet. Still green. Still green. Hi, Chris. Still green. Yeah, that's th- there you go. That's what I want. Hi, Chris. Still green. Uh-huh. There we go. Um, okay. Well, I guess that's it. That's what we did last week. So I don't know. Should we get into the beer drinking parts? Sure. Before before we get into the beer drinking part, though, I do have a question. Yeah. And this is for the listeners. This oh, is... I won't answer then. Yes. Unless it was you. I have a question for anybody who can hear the, the my voice at the moment. Last week, I received a box from a, a UPS. Box. Yes, from a UPS store in. In uh, Queens, New York. In the box contained two glasses. Sam Adams glasses that look like this. They oh, are... Like they're, they're like patented, special-shaped Sam Adams glasses. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're on the smaller side. They're not as big as the one Sam Adams glass that I have. But they have this like fancy red, white, green, and yellow design. I don't know what you would call this. It kind of... It's like a whole bunch of like leaves. I mean, honestly. Um, and it was sent to me. And I got two of these. Two matching glasses. Um, I did a reverse search on the on the address, and it was a UPS store. So I don't know where these came from. Um, Ooh, a little bit of a Sam Adams mystery. Right, but at the same time, I don't know. I like I haven't given out my address on the podcast. So, so I can give it out right now. Real quick. Oh, okay, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <It's- laughs> but I I don't know where they came from, and so um, dear listener, if you're the one who sent me the glass, thank you. But I don't know who to thank. Uh, Mr. Adams himself, apparently. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was Mr. Adams himself. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very strange. 
Oh. Um, so I well, brought the glass to drink out of this week. There we go. Maybe that's, you know, that's the tr- trick to get the pl- publicity is just send the mystery glass because we're way more intrigued. You could have wrote in a very thoughtful note, shared who you were, but this way the mystery's haunting, Todd. Right. And that was the best part was that, like, I was like, oh, this box has to have a note in it, right? No. Right. No note. No, no. Okay. Hmm. Well. So it wasn't uh, you is what you're telling me. No, I don't have a UPS office in uh, New York to send these from. Very strange. It was that me. Well, Obert, do you want to go first and drink because it's your birthday? Or do you want me to go first because it's I have a mug? Age before beauty. Um, I think I will go first. Well, now we're the same birthday. age, so. Okay. I guess then we'll just do beauty, period. Uh, so I'll go first. Right. Yeah, because the ugly uh, one should go first. <laughs> Save the beauty is for last is what I think they always say. Right. So one of the things I love about my birthday, uh, you know, Presents. back back in New England, I love I love fall. I love the cider. I love the cider donuts. I love the apple picking. It was a handle somebody did once. Um, it's a good handle. A lot of great stuff in fall. You know, leaves aren't there yet, but whatever, they'll get there. Living in Montana, there's a different thing to love about fall. And that's that this is when the hops are all harvested. And every year, uh, breweries in the northwest part of the U.S. like to commemorate this fact by making a fresh hop beer or a wet hop beer, whatever. Last year, I brought on the podcast, The Fields to Ferment from Fremont. Great beer. Um, I bought a four-pack. The store was like 12 bucks, and it was great IPAs. Um, not going to lie, don't love this year's hop varietals as much as I liked last year's selection. I thought it was a little bit juicier. This year, it's a little earthier. But I have a different fresh hop beer to bring on the podcast, and that is the Breakside out of Portland, Oregon, Fresh Hop 2022. It's a nice, bright purple can. It's got some pink and purple swooshes all over. Look like feel like I'm looking at a Trapper Keeper circa 1999 here. Um it says India Pale Ale brewed with whole cone hops from the 2022 harvest, a Northwest specialty available once a year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I know this is not exactly a thing that you get in a lot of other parts of the country. So something I cherish being around here. This can was canned on, looks like 829.22. Okay. So... Not too long ago, less than a month. Not not too long ago. Pretty fresh, fresh hop beer. I think there's only one brewery in Connecticut that does, you know, a fresh hop beer, or maybe there, maybe there might be one or two. Who knows? But we don't see many of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not. I know some people who grow their hops in Connecticut. Um, I think Willie Brew did like a community hop thing where people could bring in their own hops to donate towards the beer. There was a great the brewery out here that the defunct brewery Great Northern um, had a community hop harvest beer which i always enjoyed Uh, sadly no one has picked up that mantle since then but um this is the closest i can get to you know enjoying some fresh fresh hop goodness so let's see what breakside's got for us oh i the can failed like (laughs) that happens very rarely but so in my experience you have to go get like a piece of like like a fork or something and like use that I'm just going to slice my finger open. I think that'll work pretty well. I got a pen I'll use to pry this pop top open. Um, here we go. There we go. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, beer saved. 
Oh, it smells so good. So fresh and juicy. <laughs> Gotta love some whole, some fresh hops. I wonder what they do with the hops the rest of the year. I guess they just use pellets for the most part, right? Yeah, they pelletize them or, you know, do whatever. You know, they preserve them, I guess. But they're not, they start to lose their effervescence, I guess. Yeah, and of course, we've all, we've talked a lot on this podcast about cryo hopping, which is, I think, the same thing as when they flash freeze fish to make sushi out of. It's like the same idea that they just take these hops and flash freeze them to preserve all that resiny goodness right in there um but yeah poured it it looks pretty good not a lot of not a lot of head though not a lot of head but man i wish they made air fresheners that smelled like this i would drink so much more beer if they did yeah i wish i wish some breweries in connecticut would actually like catch on to this and like make this a thing yeah well it's it's we have the better climate for it out here i think is part of it that uh you know when you live in a place that grows the hops you kind of want to take advantage of it let's do um I think we're going to have a, a a pass on this headlight test. Oh, looks I don't like know. It. I don't Yeah, looks, I think I think you're getting I don't know if you're going to be able to dodge it completely, but you'll be I don't think a T-Rex will eat you. You'll see two glowing orbs distinctly, but you won't be able to tell exactly where they are. You'll tell you'll be able to tell there's two. It won't be one blob of light. There you go. Um, but yeah, speaking of cars, if they made air fresheners like this for cars, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, it just smells how do I describe it to somebody who's never smelled a hop before? I don't know. It just smells... Earthy. It's, not, it's definitely earthy. It smells straight up like a hop. You know, if you've never been on a brewery tour, but you've listened to 203 episodes of our show, because as we all know, you started episode one and worked your way forward. Um, I highly recommend going on one. And when you do, they give you some hops to smell. The good ones, anyway. That's exactly what this beer smells like. It smells floral, delicious, like everything is right with this world. Like you looked up today and saw the sun for the 34th year in a row and we're like, <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Except for that the cataracts are coming in. Other than that. But okay, I can cannot help but taste this beer. So here we go. Beer 30. Cheers. It's beer 30 and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long. So maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30 and it's time. To party. Yeah, baby. So I've had a lot of IPAs over the years that evoke fruity notes, floral notes, citrusy notes, tropical notes, which we've learned are two different kinds of notes. Right. Um, you get earthy. You get. Well, I think piney. we knew. Chris did not know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just a reminder for our listeners. That's where he is right now. He's that, currently studying the difference difference between tropical and citrus. He has a pineapple in one hand and a lemon in the other. And he's, and he's licking them both back and forth. What's the difference between them? Are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you distracted me from my point yeah just licking the bark just, of a pineapple just no he's he's cut them open at this point and he's probably just like and then licking the other like the the cut open lemon uh-huh anyway my point is all of these hop flavors that have been evoked over the ipas i've tasted over the years and described to you um it's impressive what beers can do once you ferment these hops with different yeasts and different grain bills and all of that this beer tastes just like straight up hops like that smell i was describing um it's succulent juicy just very delicious like somebody squeezed a little hop drip 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 into this can you may be thinking wow that sounds really bitter it's not it's um it's all of the aroma without that really complex really uh super bitter flavor that you would get if you just taste a little hop on your tongue um they did a I don't know if it's just these fresh hops or whatever, but 
they did a really good job of evoking just the aroma in this beer. And um, I'm here for it. If you live in the Northwest, if you can get breakside beers near you, uh, stop what you're doing. Well, finish the podcast. Then get in the car. Download well, the podcast again. I was going to say, they could listen to the podcast in the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Try on your way to work right now. Get off the highway. Go to the nearest beer store by you and uh, buy some of this because it only comes out once a year and uh, it's not getting any fresher. They've already canned them all. So this is a really good IPA. Um, this is like a 475 IPA. Wow. Yeah. Really, really juicy and delicious. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's perfection. It's not perfection. It's um, it's a solid A, 96 and a half. We're not round. Our professors stick though. They're not rounding up. <laughs> Do we have a, a a hop name? No. You sure? It says on the bottom, Wander Jack. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Is that a hop? That's the name of one of them. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. So it's called. I thought that was just like one of like the silly things they print on the bottom of the can. No. So this one is uh, Wander. It's called Fresh Hop Wander Jack Dash Strata 2022. Huh. Sounds like there's not going to be a lot of check-ins for this because I wouldn't check that in. I would just check it in as the Fresh Hop 2022. Well, there are 400 check-ins. Impressive. A lot more than I thought there was going to be. Hope they liked it as much as I did. Um, but I'm not. I'm not throwing a 475 out there. That's uh, that's too much of a layup when when I only have one other contestant here on this game of of, uh, of Untapped is right. So, so let me let me think a little more strategic here. I'm so biased because I love this beer, but it's not going to have the hype, right? Just because I enjoy it doesn't mean the untapped diverse is right there with me. 419. So you're close. It's a 423. Oh, 422 is what was in my head. And I was like, then I then I went in that whole spiel of the hot pipe, I dialed it back. But uh, I'll take a four, not four, I'll take a 0.05. <laughs> I'll take that. Okay. I or, will uh, say th- 0.04, right? I did it, said 19. Two, yeah. three, so point four, point oh four. But if you want to be point oh five, I'm okay with that. Nah, I need every hundredth I can get this week. So, um, one interesting thing I see here is that they also have a a fresh hot pilsner from 2022 as well. That's really interesting. I would not think that would be this beer you would use to showcase your fresh hops. That or a fresh hop. They have a fresh hop India golden ale. Hmm. Um, golden ale yeah so i mean so those are two other ones that are not ipas you know there's um two really good beer shops near me i went to the first one picked up this break side and then i went to the other one where i got uh the the beer you can listen to all about in the pregame um which seasonally appropriate that's all i'll say and uh he pointed out this break side to me and i was like kind of waved him off like yeah I, i got some of that at marcus foods if he had told me about all this varietals i don't know if these other ones are available near me or if they're all the same but i'm going back i'm checking the bottom of the cans maybe i can do some kind of comparison between these different fresh hop beers because if there's different batches with different fresh hops i want to try that out you should especially definitely... liking this beer so much yeah I, I think that that's a good idea and by the way we kind of just glided over this but a 423 is an excellent rating oh it's a fantastic rating yeah uh for an ipa like this that's that's hard to you know sometimes we see some of like the crazy stouts that get up in like the four fours it's hard for ipas i think that's your treehouse to really get up here so good job breakside um you earned it i wholeheartedly agree uh wish i could send you some ted but wouldn't survive wouldn't survive 
the trip. I mean, you just sent me some beer. You could have stuck it in then. I know. I know. I wasn't. We didn't get them uh, until after I sent you that box. That's a little bit of a delay getting all the way out to Montana, but it is. It is very out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I'm gonna nurse this one for sure. So, what do you got for us this week? So this week I have a beer um, from one of the, one of the favorite uh, breweries of the podcast, Fox Farm. Um, I figured I'd drink it in honor of Obert's birthday, also in my brand new uh, Mystery Sam Adams glass, and that is Avalonia Medley. Interesting. It is an ale aged in oak barrels with boysenberries, blueberries, mint, and lime. Wow, that is a very interesting medley. Like, if you said, I made you a mocktail, and it was club soda, simple syrup, and those fruits, I'd be like, that doesn't seem like it would go together. So I can't imagine that in a beer. Yeah, um, me neither. So <laughs> this is from the, I don't, hang on one second. I'll tell you more about this beer as soon as I'm done Shh, pouring it. He's pouring. Remember that? Family Matters. No. Urkel. He didn't like when people made noise when he was pouring. Hey, Steve. Remember I'm pouring. I did not remember that at all. So as you can see, the, the beer did keep its head uh, nicely in this Sam Adams glass. Uh, the beer all fit in this Sam Adams glass, which I'm very surprised about, because this is a very tiny Sam Adams glass. Yeah, that's a big bottle and a tiny glass. Uh, this weighs in at 5.6% ABV. It's a 12.7 fluid ounce bottle. And... Oh, I thought it was a bigger bottle than that. No, it's a tiny bottle. And other than that, it's not very uh, descript. It's kind of just a white bottle that says Avalonia Medley on it. It just tells you what it is. Well, okay, so I see it looks like this is not the only Avalonia that Fox Farm brews. Yeah, I, I think I've had other ones in the past. I know I've had other Avalonias in the past. I, I like I like this style of their beer. Um, I like when they do the these weird fruited sours. Yeah, I have the description up on Untapped. I would read it if you want. If you don't, I don't want to like poison your thoughts about what flavors you're going to pick out here. So no, go ahead. Sometimes Untapped has like some good insight of what they the brewers want to tell you about the beer, and uh, this is a good one because it sounds like the bottle's just like a kind of a blank label. But in keeping with recent tradition, we are pleased to share an exciting new Avalonia variant in celebration of yet another year of brewing here on Music Vale Road. Avalonia Medley was dreamed up by Brewer Dan with the intention of capturing the vibrant flavors of a peak summer ripe berry salad. As always, a careful blend of barrel-aged mixed fermentation ales forms a clean, nuanced base with gentle acidity for which the fruit to rest upon. A re-fermentation on whole boysenberries and blueberries yields a complex a, a com- complexity of berry character you wouldn't quite expect from just the two fruits. And finally, a light infusion of fresh mint and lime brings the concept to light. Wow, that sounds expensive. <laughs> I don't remember what I paid for it, if that helps. Okay. Um, The head has dissipated, and it stays as just a very red but filtered beer. Um, Let's, let's put the light up to it. Looks like some juicy juice. And it, it, the, the light makes it shine very purpley. Um, you definitely see something coming at you, but I don't know if you'd be skilled enough to dodge it. Fair. This With that light, that looks like a very, very nice looking beer. Mm. On the nose, I get some sweetness and some sourness. It just smells, it smells like a berry patch. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever had a boysenberry straight. That's, that's, a, that's a fruit that I haven't had, I can safely say. Um, so I don't know what a boysenberry is supposed to smell like. If our fruit spur doesn't know, 
then all hope is lost. That's true. I don't think boysenberries are a common thing you can buy. No, they got to be a local to like someplace thing. Like we got the huckleberry. Oregon's got the marionberry. Let's see what boysenberries are. I think they're a main thing. Isn't that blueberries? It's <laughs> blueberries. Boysenberry. Um, where do they grow boysenberry? Um, chiefly in New Zealand and the United States, particularly on the Pacific coast from Southern California to Oregon. So not an East coast thing. Yeah, we got blueberries. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This looks like a blackberry, but it grew extra long. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's taste it and see what this, see what this bad boy tastes like. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> How old did you say this beer was? Does not have a date on it. But it's not something you just picked up recently. No, no, but I don't think it's all that long ago either. Because I think I was there and I said, ooh, Avalonia. Ooh, Medley Sounds version. like it was like a this summer release if based on the description I read. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I can tell you it hasn't been in my fridge all that long. So relatively new, at least new to my fridge. Um, it's interesting. So it does have that distinct like dryness from like a like like a blueberry. Like it's got that that blueberry like you know when you eat a blueberry and it's not it's not like the sweet blueberry, it's kinda like the, the sour side blueberry where it kinda is very sour, makes your your mouth pucker, but then it kinda doesn't really have much of a flavor afterwards. Yeah. That's kind of what this tastes like as far as like the fruit side goes. Uh, same okay. thing kind of like with a blackberry, I guess. is You know, if you were kind of looking at a blackberry where the, if it's not a sweet blackberry, it's... It's got that tutter, tart pucker. Correct. And then it goes to mint. Um, and the mint is very or very prevalent in the taste. Okay. I was curious about that. More, I would guess it's an aftertaste of mint. Right. Right. It's a... Uh, like I'm thinking about like what they said as like a fruit salad. It's kind of like if you stuck mint in your in your summer fruit salad. Like it's kind of like that where it's it's there, um, but it's not like overpowering. You know, the fruit has nicely complemented it. Um, Mint's a hard flavor to hide. Yes, I don't get any lime though. Um, no lime at all. It, you know, I do get a lot of sour sourness, but I don't get a lot of lime. It's a really good beer. Um, it's not too complex. There's not a lot going on. You know, it's really it's kind of like that that berry flavor, some nice sweetness, and then that mint flavor, and that's it. You know, it's probably about a probably about a, 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 a just as sour as like a sour Granny Smith ap- apple, so a seven on the sour scale. So it is it it's nicely puckering. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a warmer day here in Connecticut, so nice little refreshing drink to have today. Nice way to kind of close out the summer. Correct. Yeah, and say kind of say goodbye to the summer. Hello, fall. Hello, stouts. Um, bring on your boysenberry pies. Bring on the boysenberry pies. You know, I wish somebody would make, you know, somebody should make a pie sour. You know, all these, all these fruited sours that people want to talk about. Where's the pie sour? Give me a pie sour. Give me an apple, give me a pumpkin pie sour. Give me an apple pie sour. Pumpkin pie sour. You might be onto something there. I mean, you go to New England, you go to a packy. There's like 60 pumpkin beers on the, on the shelf. There's five pumpkin pie beers on the shelf. Tell you what the zero of. Pumpkin pie sours. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's something that Transcender Skygazer should be getting on and making a pumpkin pie fruited sour. I think this is what you bring to that homebrew competition or the, the homebrew club. You bring your, your pumpkin pie sour with dr- dehydrated pumpkin pie added. <laughs> uh, real quick before we get to the your rating and the untapped rating, did you get any of the oakiness from the barrels? No. Hmm. No, none at all. Yeah, it sounded like a pretty complex blend, so they might have went with a lighter, I don't know, the difference between American oak and French oak. I think French oak is the lighter flavor 
I think it's more of a wine thing. But anyway, it sounds like it wasn't like super oak forward. I mean, maybe that's what's there. causing the dryness. You know, I described that dryness at, at, at length. I mean, maybe, you know, you get dried red wines, right? They come out of an, of, out of an oak barrel. So maybe that's what's kind of causing it. Or maybe it's maybe it's contributing to that dryness. But I don't get any, like, any oak flavor that you'd be like, hey, that's, that's oak. Mm-hmm. You know, then again, I've never gone out there and licked an oak tree to figure out exactly what flavors I'm getting. But I've had enough, like, bourbon. I'm not selling oak at the grocery store for you to just taste them. Right, correct. Yeah. Um, okay, all that being said. So I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a 4.5. It's a really, really good beer. I like How it a lot. Excellent beers on the show tonight. 4.75 and a 4.5. That is, uh, you know, I'm glad that you only brought the best to celebrate with me tonight. Well, of course. Tonight. We had to we had to celebrate in the, yeah. the best way we know how. Cheers. Um, okay, you gave it a 4.5. What do you think the 439 people who've also rated this beer collectively average to rate? That's it? The beer? That is it. How many? 425? 439. I don't know. I don't. I think this is going to be some people's jam. And I think it's not going to be some people's jam. Because it tastes like jam? Because it tastes like jam. Sourness. Some people don't really like mint. But it is Fox Farm. does have hot pipe. I'm going to say, I'm going to stay safe. I'm not going to go try to go out and find crazy tangents. Say 425 flat even. Well, Todd, we both get a tally mark tonight. As it is a 4.29. <laughs> You're 0.04 off. I like it. Yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Obert. <laughs> happy birthday. We each get a present on this one. <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, that'll, just, that'll just drive Chris a little nuts, too. Yeah. I didn't want to influence your guess, but I do think the average is probably a little higher because I think this is like a $22 bottle of 12 ounces of beer. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that this is not a cheap bottle of beer. I don't know what on what Fox Farm is charging for 12 ounce bottles these days. I think it's like 15 or 14 or 15 bucks. Okay, a buck an ounce is what you're paying. Yeah. But uh, that's not cheap. Not cheap at all. No. Um, but it's really good. Good. I'm glad to hear it's it's worth it. And I mean, you heard, you heard what we were describing with the, the they got the different different beers they all then blended together and they added the other fruits it sounds like a very complex intensive beer it, this is not a run-of-the-mill beer it's intense but it's also very simple if that makes any sense it's so intense but yet so simple all at the same time and that's what makes it so good it was a labor of love not a labor of throw everything in the kitchen sink at it yeah C- careful selection that makes sense um yeah i had um was tempted to buy myself a bottle of equilibrium Barrel-aged stouts have made it out here. I don't know if I've had any equilibrium stouts. I bet I you they're not. pretty good. They did look pretty good. They looked very pastry stouty. I thought what would be a good way to celebrate my birthday. Um, looked at them, but they were like twenty-six bucks. And well, you're paying for delivery charge too. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go to the Equilibrium's brewery, they're not like cheaper than twenty-four bucks. I well, so I'll have to take a look next time I'm in uh, Total Wine and see how much they well, are there. I wouldn't be surprised if Total Wine's cheaper than the brewery either. Uh, not in my experience with like barrel or with bottles Stuff. and things. Okay. But I will I will double check and I will report back. Yeah. Uh, but that's just a lot to spend on a beer. I don't know what you think, but it that's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not um it's not cheap. Uh, you know, Barreled Souls doesn't sell their beers for that much. They sell them for like, you know, but they're also larger than this bottle of Avalonia. They're like the, they're like 16 ounces or 17 ounce bottles. They're weird. They're oddly sized. The the half liter bottles. 
no, no, they're not the big. They're not the big bombers. Yeah, sixteen point nine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's five hundred milliliters. Okay. Um. So, but speaking of uh, barreled souls and uh, bottling beers, and also barrel aging beers, you um you sent me an interesting text this week. Would you care to tell our audience about? Yeah. So, so I received an email from Barreled Souls, being um, a, a bottle society member, being a bottle are. society member that I am. That states. We are currently offering 10 barrels of stout or barley wine on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, as a Bottle Society member, I have the ability to purchase a barrel to which Barreled Souls will then brew the beer of my choice with my adjuncts, and I will re- and they, they will age it for 13 to 14 months before bottling it and giving me 300-ish bottles of stout. Right, um, depending on how much you get out of a barrel. Right. But it's, a you know, because it, not an exact thing. Right. So what it says is that initial sign up, you will select the beer you want them to brew. Then shortly after, we will schedule a conference with you at which we will then work with you to choose the type of barrel you'd like to age it from, from their currently available selection. Um, you will also decide on any adjuncts that you wish to add to your custom beer, and then we'll share our experience with barrels and the adjuncts additions for guidance. So, you know, if you want to do something crazy and they've tried that before and they're like, that, that won't work, or they've, you know, or they've done it and they're like, you know, that comes out and it doesn't taste very good. Um mm-hmm. They'll guide you and say, hey, maybe switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. So, Tud sent, sent a text out to the co hosts and said, you know, you want to go in on 100 bottles of beer each. And I looked at this and we haven't said what the price is yet. Right. Um, I want our listeners, as you, as you hear all of this, you get their expertise, they brew the beer, they have the barrel they get for you, they put all the adjuncts in it for you. I want you to be starting to think about what an appropriate price for this is for the 300 bottles of the 150 liters of beer that you get, uh, you know. But so, so, so Todd tells me all this and he tells me the price and I'm like, I, I thought it was gonna be a lot less and I think we could do it ourselves for a lot less and come up with just as good of a beer. I don't think and so. And I only say this because I'm talking to the second place winner of the homebrew word competition from Labyrinth. I mean, I am a very accomplished brewer. But it's true. I yeah, I think it's fair to say all the co-hosts are. That's true. Um, I will say that I talked with Paulie over at Coles Road with about this and asked him, you know, the entire reason I even sent it to you was because my conversation with him was that this was actually pretty much at cost of what it cost him to age a stout in a barrel. Um, and if for those of you who don't know, Coles Road has a very extensive barrel aging process as well. Um, they've only been open since 2020, so some of their stuff is still coming online because obviously he had to open the brewery, get people in the door, then buy the barrels, then brew those beers. So we should be getting some some 16 month stouts 17 you know i think he even had a two-year stout that he was getting ready to to pull off um so we were talking about it and he said that 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 this was a good deal so i will tell you the cost now dear listener because i'm sure a you're good the, deal yes this is this is what it would this is like getting a fair price or a good deal this is getting the beer at cost okay okay so for the barrel without adjuncts with a and with, wait wait you also get the it's all bottled. You get the label. You get to design the label. Correct. All that stuff. Yeah. I don't think they include the wax seal. They don't include the wax seal with this. Well, no, because Barreled Souls barely barely uses wax. But it comes with the bottling, with the label. They custom your label for you. Um, and they pay to, to age it. I mean, they have to store it somewhere 
for that that 14 months. So it's $4,000 for plus. just the beer plus tax. Then for every adjunct you want to add, it's $250 per adjunct. So if you want to do marshmallow and graham cracker, that's $500. You want to do marshmallow, graham cracker, and chocolate, that's $750. Um, what about, I want to throw Nutter Butters in there too. So then that's $1,000. Okay. You don't get any adjuncts for free. Can I get chocolate-covered Nutter Butters and then that's like chocolate and Nutter Butter? There you go. To kill two birds with one. That's probably some of their advice that they'd give you. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, that's that. Um, you know what? When I hear that, I feel like this, I should just do this. I should just make barrel-aged beers. Because like... I think it's dip, more difficult than you think. So I was talking to Paulie, and he was like, "The, well, the okay. risk, the it's a pain in the ass to do this. It's it's a skill that they have, but it's still it's still not easy because you always run the risk of a barrel going sour. Um, uh-huh. He just had one that he had to pour out, just gone. He was like, "That was, you know, based on what he had in there, he was like, it's six grand, just gone, uh, and it was gone after putting it in the second barrel." So for, uh, out of the first barrel, it was fine. Uh, he wanted to do a little bit of a blending project. So two of the barrels that he... So he had a couple barrels of the one thing. And then he took them and put them into three different barrels. And one of those three barrels went sour on him. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's going to try to blend the other two. But he's like, it's, it's a lot. Um, it's it's, it's kind of missing its key flavor without doing the third barrel. So he's like, I don't even know if it's going to come out good. Um, just gone. Plus yeah. that's... It, it's just... So he was like, "It's a really good deal. Um, if it's a, if you want to do it, he's like, but you know, that's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of bottles of beer too. I mean, three hundred bottles of beer is a lot of beer, right? Like, I hope you have a very extensive Christmas list of people you need to buy gifts for that are all twenty one. Right, everybody's getting a bottle of beer. Yeah, or maybe even like four bottles of beer. It's also like in a year and a half. Right. Um. So I don't think we're going to be doing it. But I did want to put it out there because it is an interesting thing. Um, you know. Yeah, I think, okay, well, like, when you brew your beer at home, you kind of mentally don't think about, like, the cost of, like, the electricity or, like, the barrel aging, storing, whatever. It's like, it's just, you know, that's your new, co- that's your new end table next to your couch. You just have the barrel of beer there. Right. Um, you know, the 250 bucks for each adjunct. Like, you know how many Oreos I can buy for $250? It's a lot yeah, many, of Oreos. Yeah, but how many Oreos go into a barrel of beer? I could fill a barrel with $250 worth of Oreos. Maybe. I don't know. That's A, a barrel's pretty big. But still, just saying um, that I read this and I was like, we should do this. So then I started looking at how much a barrel costs. The barrels aren't, aren't that expensive, like three, 300 bucks or something like that. Yeah, but what you if- know, you, There's websites that have all these and they're, they're just single-used, freshly dumped, like they're legit barrels of legit distilleries that you've heard of. They're good barrels. Okay. Um, reasonable price. And I think what we would want would be like a half size barrel um, because then you don't have to age it as long and you don't get as much beer out of it either. So the risk of infection is only, you know, you lose h- half as much as if it was a full barrel size. I think it'd be worth doing. I was saying to Tut for 4,000 bucks, I could fly back to Connecticut, brew this beer, Fly back a year later, pick some up, Bo- ship it home. Bottle the beer. Bottle the beer. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it is a big time investment. Of, right. I've heard a lot of these breweries, they're just storing your bottle for you, your barrel for you for a year. Now, luckily, I have the perfect spot in my house to store 
said barrel. Um, I, yeah. have a, I have a basement that really has no other use than storage. And um, I think there's something to be said to certain barrels swell and contract with the temperature change, right? So as, um, as cycles, more temperature changes, you're going to get more, the barrels kind of breathing with your beer right. as it inhales and exhales. So I have the benefit of my basement pretty much stays a constant temperature year round. Um, I have a thermometer down there now. I never had one down there before. So I have one down there now and I've been monitoring it. And so far it stays roughly between 70 degrees and 65 on the low end. Um, so it really is quite good for, for climate control. Um, I'm curious to know what happens in the winter. So I am, I'm going to be monitoring that going forward. But I have to say that like, so like we have a field zone basement. I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. Yeah. Where there are some mice. So like the mice do like to come inside because it is warmer down there than it is outside. So I have some hope that, that it will stay somewhat of a constant temperature. Yeah. I don't think it'll get that cold. If so not, we know. can always, we can always build a barrel blanket for it too. And kind of, kind of tuck it in in the winter. Mm-hmm. Tell us some bedtime stories. Yeah. Light it a fire. Cause that won't, uh-huh. that won't hurt anything down there. No, no. I don't know. I'm just saying I was not in for the $4,000 splitting of a barrel. I am in for doing it ourselves though. I think that I'm willing to throw a thousand dollars away in skunked rotten beer (laughs) when we try and do it ourselves and fail after a year. So, I mean, and we could also lean on some, like we obviously know brewers who can help us. Um, you know, Barreled Souls being one of them, but uh, Polly also at Coles Road also being one of them who could like kind of guide us on how to hopefully avoid it going sour. Yeah. He also offered me some barrel-aged uh, maple syrup that he made. It's funny. They uh, they sell that. At, I almost bought that at Costco last weekend. He he wanted his own and no maple syrup company would in the area would sell him a barrel. So he, so he went out and he bought a whole bunch of maple syrup and he threw it in his own barrel and he aged it for a year. Um, in he, bourbon barrels. In bourbon barrels. But nobody would sell him enough maple syrup in a barrel. Apparently he was like, he's like, I don't understand why you can't just do this for me. But they would sell him the maple syrup to go in the barrel. Okay. He was like, but you guys have like the ability to barrel age things. like, <laughs> yeah. And they just wouldn't do it. So he was like, screw it. I'll do it myself. And he learned a lot about barrel aging um, maple syrup as well. And it's delicious. Like, oh, nice. Real delicious. What do you use it for? He's going, so he wanted the barrels. So he wanted the bourbon barrels that had already been aged in maple syrup to throw a beer in there. And kind of pull the bourbon and the maple syrup out at the same time. The issue that he came up with is that uh, maple syrup. I don't know if you know about maple syrup very much over or what it is. I don't know if you've ever seen a, a pancake a before bit. or put it on a pancake. Just like going to brewery tours, I've also gone to maple syrup breweries. Okay. So. It's apparently it's not maple syrup is not the most um, water forward liquid. So when you stick maple syrup in a barrel, it doesn't have enough water for the barrel to continually draw out liquid. It's it's the liquid's kind of stuck in the syrup and very thick. So what he found out is that the barrels will dry out. And when the barrels oh. when the barrels dry out, the, sep- the the seams in the barrel start to leak. Yeah, yeah. You can't let that happen. Yeah, so what he had to eventually learn was to take a hose and spray the barrels down daily so the barrels got enough water to stay puffed so the so the maple syrup didn't leak out. Uh-huh. He's like, but yeah. he, he's, he gathers that he probably lost about $700, $800 worth of maple syrup through the barrel from leaking until he learned, you know, maybe spraying it with a hose is, is a good idea. The way to do it. I would think if you just kept it in like 
five inches of standing water, like if you just kept them submerged just a little bit, all that water would capillary action soak up the barrels. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm no brewer, but I would think that'd be easier than spraying, hosing them every day. Well, he said it was, you know, he said he didn't have to spray it very long. It was like, you know, three or four minutes a day. Yeah. And they were fine. So should I, so you have some of the syrup? No, I do not. I did not buy any. He was not. How much, how much was it going for? I don't know. Didn't ask. Because, uh. For all I know, he was trying to get it for, he was trying to give it to me for free because he had too much maple syrup. I don't know. Okay. Because Costco had pallets of it and like, um. Quart-sized containers were like 18 bucks. That's not bad. No. But I was like, I really, I'm a no Aunt Jemima, no artificial syrup kind of guy. Uh, it's maple syrup or dry pancake. You're the type me. of guy who brings your own maple syrup into a diner. I would. I would. Um, but I just don't think, I think the bourbon flavor would be too overpowering for waffles or pancakes. I think I don't wake up in the morning and be like, you know what I want with my eggs? Bourbon. True. I will say that I, I think it's very subtle. Um, okay. Now, granted, I did a straight shot of maple syrup to try yes. it. It did not come across as bourbony. Um, it came across a little oaky and a little smoky, but not nothing that you'd be like, "Wow, this burns." It didn't have a burn. It was you know that maple syrup, that maple flavor, and that sweetness swallows that up. That doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, it probably goes into the fact too about how you're talking about how it doesn't have the hydration content. To really interact with the barrel all that much. Right. It's just kind of sitting there and kind of lightly gathering. I do think that he probably should have mixed it with some water. But he made a good point of, well, then how do I how do I get rid of the water when I'm done? Because he didn't yeah. want super watery maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this for all of you maple syrup enjoyers out there who've never been to a maple syrupery, maple syrup is just maple juice. It's just tapped maple water that you boil down. So... Adding more water to it, you could always boil it back out, I would think. True, but would you lose some flavor that way? No, because all it is is it just the water evaporates and that flavor just condenses into what's left. But then you probably have to – yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know if I'm thinking as, as a brewer – A brewer, right. Do I have the – I have equipment that I can boil things with, obviously. I own a brew house. But do I want to risk putting maple syrup to boil into my boiler – because no. if I no, burn I, it, I, I I'm hear what you're screwed. saying. Maybe maybe this is something he learns probably for next uh, next time. He just does like a 50-50 syrup water solution. Yeah, but then still, then you as the brewer they'll have to find a way to boil it. I think that's why he wanted to buy. I think that's why he wanted a maple syrup farm to do this for him because uh-huh. they're clearly already ready to do it. Right. Well, anyway, if I get some of the syrup, I'll let you know if I like it. All right, you'll have to let me know. Yeah, I was like on the fence. I'm like. It's just is if I go if I buy it and I taste one sip one bite of the syrup and I'm like this is trash. Well, you can always it's Costco. You can return it. It's a good point. In my mind, I was like, I'm just gonna be eating this mediocre syrup for the next year and a half. No, you have it's it's Costco. You can return anything. They are pretty good with their customer satisfaction. And shout out to Jenna for the handle, by the way. Um, but uh, okay, you're right. I should buy it, try it. If I don't like it, I can bring it back. Right. All right, well, we're running long here. I think it's time to um, toss that three-handled mug aside and uh, take out the the two-handled Frosty Mug of Wisdom. This is like the one you could play tug-of-war with. Uh, Take it out from our our wisdom-y freezer, fill it up with advice, hacks, stuff, products, things we like slash love, etc. 
Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom! All right, Jordan, thank you. As always, wreck my podcast. And hey, they are back from hiatus. So if you've been missing them this summer, go check them out again. They're uh, going to be back in your feed with all new content. So, so check them out there. And, um, you know, no, um, we each earned honks this week. So I'm just going to drop a clip of Chris honking for us. There you go. Perfect. Right here. Because we really, we really earned the honks. Honk, 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 And I know he wanted to be on the show in some form. Honk, 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 But remember, don't say hello to him. Yeah, don't say hello. Okay, but it is my birthday still, so I use that to get seniority on the the Tide Frosty Mug here. Okay. And um, you know what, Ted? I'm going to let you go first this week. Yeah, so so I have I have a YouTube video for everybody to watch. And I think it was, I think it's funny. I think it's worth people's people's time to go watch it it's about 15 minutes long um so it's kind of like recommending a tv show but it's only 15 minutes if you really think about adding in network uh you know broadcast commercials probably be about a half hour it is an episode of eli's place where eli manning goes undercover as a college football walk-on at penn state this came up in my feed yes uh i didn't watch it yet so you should definitely go watch this um like I said, it's 15 minutes long. He he goes under he goes into a uh, makeup tent and gets you know some some makeup put on so you can't recognize his face. He gets long he gets a long hair wig put on. Um, and he calls himself Chad Powers, and it's just and we're supposed to believe he's like 18. Well, so it's a, it's it's walk on. So his excuse is that he's 27. Okay. So he looks a little older than most of the kids that are trying to walk on at Penn State. Um, and the coach the head coach knows that it's Eli Manning. Nobody else has any idea that it's Eli Manning. And so it's just, it's the whole 15-minute video of him getting ready and then him, like, having to go through the 40-yard dash. Him, uh, you know, having to throw to receivers. Him, you know, wanting to just air out the cannon on his arm the entire time. He's like, yeah, just gotta gotta let the arm fly. Just, it, it's it's great. Go check it out. Uh, 15 minutes. We'll put, a, we'll put a link in the show description. It's worth everybody's time. Even if you're not an Eli Manning fan, it's funny um check it out and now there's other is this like the first video in a series i i'm so it's it's from eli's places so i'm assuming i'm assuming so but i am not so i am not a a you can just watch the one and be done correct yeah 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 i mean you have to know who eli manning is okay but But, as long as you know who eli manning is and the sport of american football you would appreciate this video correct and even if you're not really a big football fan i mean i think i think you understand what a quarterback's job is um, and I think that you've probably heard of Eli Manning. Or if you haven't, you've definitely heard of Peyton Manning. And Eli Manning is Peyton Manning's younger brother. They're both retired. Eli Manning, I think, retired like three or four years ago from the NFL. So go check it out. It's kind of, it's fun. Um, you know, he does get to kind of like highlight some walk-ons as well. So it's just, it's it's a cool thing that he got to do. He didn't steal anybody's spot on the team before you get all angry. He was just out there having fun. <laughs> and they got some experience to, you know, work with a guy who's been a successful quarterback in the world nice yeah i will definitely check it out cool um i'm gonna i'm gonna take the frosty mug if that's all right with you go ahead 
This is, um, you know, I texted, I texted Chris as I last recording the picture, a picture of me trying out the uh, nerds gummy clusters. Yes. That he had as a handle pretty a few weeks ago. I was like, this is a solid. So in that note, I'm going to share a birthday present slash um, candy that I got. And okay. this was the Trader Joe's Super Sour Scandinavian Swimmers, which is um, like kind of like Swedish fish on Swedish fish. Exactly. Uh, they're like the perfect mix of like they got the, the powdery sugar, like the Sour Patch Kids, like sugar on the outside. Uh, the right mix of Swedish fish flavor with Sour Patch flavor. I had to stop myself from eating the whole bag because I knew I had to enjoy this fresh hot beer and didn't want my taste buds to destroy <laughs> But um, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, because I don't, and that's why this was such a special birthday present, uh, because I don't have the ability to get this candy by me. I got to get it mailed to me. But if you have Trader Joe's near you, don't sleep on the super sour Scandinavian swimmers. So does it make you upset that I live like a mile and a half from a Trader Joe's and I never go there? Uh, I mean, you do you, but I live you know, a mile and a half from some mountains and I go there all the time. So (laughs) different people live different places for different reasons. So who did you, who, so do you want to give the person who sent you these a a shout out? It was, uh, Ali's mom sent me these. So thanks Lori for the, the Scandinavian swimmers. Yeah. They're pretty good. Cool. And, uh, she is a fan of the pod. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Hello. I'm (laughs) Todd. Oh, she knows who you are. That's for sure. She's not allowed to say hello back, though, but I have a vo- I have an audio medium that I can say hello. Uh, all right. Real quick, before we head out, I wanted to quick mention a programming note here. We are going to be trying something a little different coming up the next few episodes. We're going to be switching to a bi-weekly release schedule, so you'll be seeing us every other week. Uh, we're going to do that for a little bit, see if we like it. Um, if we do, we'll keep with it. If not, we'll go back to weekly. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I just wanted to fill you in on that. So with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank the brewers for providing today's beers. I will thank Fox Farm for their Avalonia medley. And I'm going to thank Breakside for their superb Fresh Hop 2022 Wander Jack variety. What is it? Strata? Strata. Strata. Good job. Good job, Breakside. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please make sure you head over to Discord and join the conversation over there with fans of the show. And if you feel like supporting the show, head over to Patreon. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get extra episodes of Drinking Alone with Friends called the pregame episode. This week, Obert and I did a pregame where we drank another birthday beer for Obert in celebration of Obert's birthday. And we discussed... Just life in general. Um, so just go ahead over there. Uh, we try to drop them with some level of frequency. Uh, you know, it's a dollar a month, so we, we definitely appreciate that. And it does help us do fun things. Like when we went to Asheville, we used uh, that Patreon account to help afford that. And we got some great stories out of it. And we got to see each other as well. Um, and if you if you don't want to spend a dollar, that's fine. Uh, but if you could go over to your favorite podcast app and leave a five-star rating and a review. And also tell your friends and family and anybody else that you know who likes craft beer about this podcast... It'd be greatly appreciated. Also, if you're the person who sent me these Sam Adams glasses, thank you very much. Uh, please reach out to the email or head over to Discord and let us know that you sent them. Because um, I would love to, to thank you. That'd be great. And finally, happy birthday, Obert. Uh, welcome to the 34 Club. Thank you. Glad to be a member. And with that, my name's Tud. And I'm Obert. 
And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. This one, the balloons fall from the ceiling and we sing for Houston Jolly Goodfellow? I, yeah, I guess so. I don't have the balloons, though. Yeah, I don't hear, I don't see them coming down. That's, that's not happening. I think my radio's broken, too. There's no, uh, there's no song. Oh, no, you're supposed to sing. Well, but I was going to play, like, a song. On your saxophone?